just want to say a big thank you guys for listening. Thank you so much. I want to shout out some areas. Um, the biggest area where people listen is the U.S. Love to Germany, which is up next, then Canada, and finally the U.K. And just love to all of our listeners everywhere. If I haven't mentioned you, I hope that some more people from your area listen because I definitely want to shout you out again. The U.S., Germany, Canada, and the U.K. Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening. Hey, this is Irene. I've been waiting for you. Thank you for joining me, mixing it up with me right here on The Mix. You're listening to CBiz Media. All right, guys, we're just going to get right into this word, Leviticus chapter 19. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto all the congregation of the children of Israel, and say to them, Ye shall be holy, for I, the Lord your God, am holy. Ye shall fear every man his mother and his father, and keep my Sabbaths. I am the Lord your God. So the Lord speaks through Moses and says, um, Tell the people that I'm holy, so they need to be holy he wants the people of Israel to be like him, to be like their father. And a couple of things is of course, honor their father and their mother and keep the Sabbath, which means keeping the traditions of the Sabbath, um, taking a day of rest. And that's what it meant for that day and time. But, uh, I do believe we all need a day of rest and we do need to set aside a day to, um, honor the Lord. I feel like that's also what the Sabbath is. Uh, going to verse four now, turn ye not unto idols, nor make to yourselves molten gods. I am the Lord your God, and if ye offer a sacrifice of peace offerings unto the Lord, ye shall offer it at your own will. Okay, I'm not sure all of the connection with the peace offerings, but it's basically offered at your own will. So it's not something that's forced upon you, but something that, you know, if you feel like you need to make peace with the Lord, this is your choice and you can go ahead and do that at any time, which I think is a good thing to have that connection with God. At this time, Moses was kind of a go-between, but um, it's heading towards a direction where we are going to have that connection with God. I think the people were in a lot of fear when it came to the Lord at that time too as well. And they just wanted Moses to be their go-between God was connected with Moses. It, it was a good space and a good thing at that time to do so. But God wanted a connection with his people. And at this time, he was sharing all of this information and all of his will and what he wanted through Moses. And one of the things he also said about, you know, no idols. Um, don't make yourselves little mini gods. And some people might say, what does that have to do with today? Well, I've mentioned before, you know, we can make anything a God. Uh, it doesn't have to be a statue. Uh, some people uh, carry different things around that they feel are good luck charms and pieces that they need in order to function. If they don't have it, then, oh, no, they can't do anything. You can even say your phone is a God. If you leave your phone somewhere, you're like, oh, no, they, I can't function. We do have a lot of stuff on our phone. But... Mostly it's really saying don't place anything before God and don't don't have something that's 
even a physical thing that can sig- signify God. I mean, sometimes we make people our God. We make our spouses and our mates our God. We make our friends our gods because we kind of just want to do whatever they want to do so that we can continue to have that connection with them. But we have to remember our greatest, our biggest, most needed connection is that which is of God. But back in those days, they was literally making statues. People have big gold jewelry. People use that as their gods at times today. And they had like big gold statues and, and they would honor these things. And God says, no, I'm not for that. Um, Verse six talks more about the peace offerings. It shall be eaten the same day ye offer it and on the morrow and it ought remain until the third day. It shall be burnt in the fire. And if it be eaten at all on the third day is abominable, abominable. It shall not be accepted. So that's the peace offering. And and you only have so many days within to eat that offering. After three days, it's unacceptable. Uh, I'm just thinking also, there was there refrigeration back then? I don't know. But after three days, you could actually get sick off that peace offering. So it might just be a bad idea for your body to even to intake that peace offering. As well as just the fact that I think a lot of these offerings and these these um things that they had to do on a regular basis in order to honor God was to honor God and to keep him in remembrance at all times and even like the special order and things that you have to do the details I think God really wanted the people to look at the details and respect those details and if you do that that shows almost how much love and reverence that you have for God because sometimes we do things in a general way but we forget the details we forget the little things and there's no little thing when it comes to God he wants us to remember and to respect and to do things in a certain manner. And it's not just out of like, I'm God and I'm just going to control you and tell you how to do this. But it's also a way of protection and safety upon you. Again, if you eat this offering after three days, you could actually get sick. So that's going to help you in the long run if you don't listen to that law. Let's go to verse eight. Therefore, everyone that eateth it shall bear his iniquity, because he hath profaned the hollow thing of the Lord, and that soul shall be cut off from among his people. And when ye reap the harvest of your land, thou shalt not wholly reap the corners of thy field, neither shalt thou gather the gleanings of thy harvest. And thou shalt not glean thy vineyard, neither shalt thou gather every grape of thy vineyard. Thou shalt leave them for the poor and stranger. I am the Lord your God. Amen. So I really like that part about when you harvest and you you reap all the benefits of the work you've done as far as planting and growing. Everybody was farming at that time in order to survive and to have food and whatnot. So this tells us that the Lord wanted uh, you not to just take every little piece and covet it and take it home into your house. And like, this is mine. Sure, it's yours, but leave a little bit on the ground. What if somebody needs some? What if somebody's passing by and they're a little bit hungry? Or what if their harvest wasn't as big as yours and and they just happen to need a little bit more that they could come by and just pick up what you have left behind, what you have remaining from your harvest. And everybody respects that. Of course, you're not going to just go on somebody's harvest and harvest their stuff before time and get all their stuff. But everybody knew, hey, if there's a little bit left behind, they probably gleaned their harvest already. 
So I get to get a, get a little piece if I need to, or if somebody was in need, they could do that. And I just like the thought of that, of just trying to think about others, even in this world today, having a mindset of saving a little bit left over for someone else. If you're at the buffet or if you're at a, an event and you get the last of the food, don't be that one person that just gets the last of the food. Leave a little bit for somebody else that might be in need of it. Don't use all of your money and just think about what you had to do. Save a little bit. You may need it for a rainy day. You may need it to help someone. Keep your mind open to those possibilities and have that giving spirit. Because I feel like he was trying to ingrain that giving spirit in the people early on to to be ready to give at any time. And don't be kind of greedy and take the last of everything and just take everything for yourself. But think about others. So I really like that part of the chapter. Verse 11 says, Ye shall not steal, neither deal falsely, neither lie one to another. And ye shall not swear by my name falsely, neither shalt thou profane the name of thy God. I am the Lord. So don't steal. Don't deal falsely. Don't be fake. Because you're, you're holding the name of the Lord on your chest as an Israelite and a person of God. You're representing him, so you're going to make him look faulty. You're going to make him look false. If you're walking around dealing in a false manner, stealing, swearing falsely in, in the name of the Lord, you know, people might swear to the Lord, or I've heard people say swear to God or whatever, or they they stake their life on something, and that's something that you don't have to do. You shouldn't have to say that if you're a person of true integrity, you shouldn't have to say swear to anything. Uh, you should just be that person of integrity that everyone knows and respects. So you shouldn't have to say that. And God doesn't want you to be that person walking around pretending or being a so-called child of God, but not living holy like he said in the beginning i'm holy so you got to be holy you can't walk around and be fake and be wrong and say you're mine that's not going to work for me all right let's continue verse 13 thou shalt not defraud thy neighbor neither rob him the wages of him that is hired shall not abide with thee all night until the morning i i kind of like that one as far as you know pay somebody for their word give them what they're due uh don't withhold from them uh, back then it was different we do have a wages system if you are in any type of a, a regular work system people get paid once a week every two weeks customarily so that's a different thing but uh, even in even i say even in the workforce as well don't withhold because um I've been in situations when I was a younger person where I was not working a regular job. We were just helping people out um, and they would just pay us out of their pocket or whatever. And there were some people that we worked with that were deceitful. They We did a, a, a day's work together. All of our family members kind of came together in our media family and we helped this person out. And at the end of the day, we were tired. There was no money. He's like, well, okay, well, I'm, I'm going to pay you. And it was weeks and weeks and weeks. <laughs> and basically, it took a really long time for us to get something, but I still don't even think we got what we deserved financially from doing that. So you don't want to um, misuse people and mistreat people. And in a way, I do feel like society does that. 
Uh, of course, we all have a living wage, which I think I'm glad that we do have a society that's set up that way. We still have people that are using child labor in some countries. We still have people that are not paying people fairly. And even in this country, I feel like some of the wages that people get paid are not fair to the work that they've done. So we shouldn't be that type of environment, that type of society. And you shouldn't be that type of individual. If you have somebody do something for you, don't withhold their funds, pay them. Don't play with their money. Cause that's wrong. Like, come on, they did a hard, a hard day's work. And then they're expected to get paid at the end of the day. Like, you know, uh, come back tomorrow or whatever. Like if you have to, of course, that's fine. But if you're just doing it just to do it, if it's a power play or if you want to hold on to your money a little bit longer, that's not the the way you should do things. So, I mean, some people might say these are little things, but these little things add up. They add up to society. They add up to your brothers and sisters. If you're the person in that space, you don't want to be treated or mistreated that way. And I like what God covers the little things because we do need the little things covered because sometimes people are unsure, or unclear. But the Lord lets us know, hey, this is how you need to handle yourself in all of these different situations in a respectful way. So that's another reason why I wanted to read this. Again, this chapter is entitled Laws of Righteousness. Okay, let's see what verse we're on now. Appears verse 14, thou shalt not curse the death, nor put a stumbling block before the blind. But shalt fear thy God. I am the Lord. Okay, don't set your brother or sister up. As far as people that are disabled, you know, or somebody that's in a position that you may feel that you can uh, pull the wool over their eyes. There are people that prank people. There are people that disrespect the disabled people, and it's not funny. So he's saying, hey, don't do that type of thing. That's not what my people do. Um that's a bully basically that's a straight up bully and god's not pleased with that type of bully behavior toward people that have a deficit they may be deaf they may be blind or they may have just not have a full understanding and you're trying to trick them you're trying to make fun of them uh that's not what the people of god do we are supposed to be holy y'all verse 15 Ye shall do no unrighteousness in judgment. Thou shalt not respect the person of the poor, nor honor the person of the mighty, but in righteousness shalt thou judge thy neighbor. So if you're in a situation where, because I've, I've misjudged poor people at times, and I've just had so, and not, not to say that I'm rich, because I'm struggling myself, I'm not, I don't have it like that, but for people that look like they're struggling, I've looked at them and said, oh, you know, and just felt bad for them. And then uh, for some people that have a lot of money and a lot of things, people, they get a lot more respect when they walk in the door. Uh, don't judge people by what they have and don't have. Don't just look down, look not down, but don't just feel sorry for people. You don't know the situation. They both may have done something wrong. They have to be judged upon what they did, not the situation or circumstance that they're in. If they're rich, if they're poor, well, if they're rich, they have the right. Well, they're poor, so we feel bad. No, it says you don't look at their status. You you judge them according to the law of God. In a way, it's what we've heard in the Bible before, and it basically says no respect to persons. 
the higher mighty or the person in the low space. You don't give any favoritism to either side. Verse 16, thou shalt not go up and down as a talebearer. Okay. Yes, thou shalt not go up and down as a talebearer among thy people, neither shall thou stand against the blood of thy neighbor. I am the Lord. So lies again, lies, rumors, gossip. God doesn't stand for it. So let me see if I'm going to continue. Let's continue a little bit further. And then we're probably going to do a part two of Leviticus chapter 19. But it's good stuff in here, man. Like sometimes it's like we talk about the big things in church. Thou shalt not kill. Of course, the major 10 commandments. Of course, we don't want to be in those situations. We definitely don't want to do those things. But what about the little everyday things and behaviors God wants from us? And this is what I feel this chapter is pulling out. Um, thou shalt not hate thy brother in thine heart. Thou shalt in any wise rebuke thy neighbor and not suffer sin upon him. So don't have hate for one another. Don't try to give your neighbor a hard time and stress them out and have hate. A lot of times that hate can stem from jealousy you know, again, God is saying, why are you wasting your time with all this negativity? You got work for me to do, man. You, you're up here hating people, devising plans on them. You could be devising some some good things. You could be devising some some visions of what you can do to help your community. But instead, you're devising negative plans to hate on people. You're bullying people that may be less fortunate. Um you're acting in an unrighteous way. You're stealing like all of these things that's interrupting your flow. Of what you could be doing as a productive, holy member of the kingdom. So you definitely uh, don't need to be involved in these type of things. So we're going to continue to read. We're going to do a part two of this Leviticus chapter 19. So you guys talk to you next time. Got any comments, questions, anything you would like to add to this conversation? You guys can always email me at cbiztv at yahoo.com. That's cbiztv at yahoo.com. This is your sis, Irene. Love you. God bless.